Hello and welcome to the Butt Show. If the grass is log, you need to butt mow. I'm Daniel Butt, and on this show I'm going to tell you what I know about butter. I haven't done any research. As always, I'm talking out of my butt. Okay, butter. It defies categorization. It could be a condiment. It can be an ingredient. It can be an obsession. Let me walk you through all three of these. But first, let me explain how it is made. Many people think that the milk you buy in a grocery store is the same substance that comes out of the cow's teat. In fact, the cow milk we drink has been separated from a lot of solids and fats before it is bottled. That's right, cow milk comes out chunky. The chunks put a lot of strain on the openings of the cow udder. This is why many people refuse to drink milk, citing ethical concerns, much like vegans who refuse to have anything to do with animal products. The people who abstain from cow milk are called lactose intolerance, which I've never understood because usually those are the same kind of people who promote tolerance, but who am I to say? Anyway, on farms and industrial milk factories alike, special machinery is used to remove the chunks from the source milk. The chunks are put into a wooden barrel called a butter churn, and then colonial reenactment actors whip a big wooden spoon through the churn to turn the solids into butter. Then they stir in a little cheddar cheese at the end to give the butter its distinct yellow tinge. The butter churn was invented by George Washington Carver in 1772 once he realized he had a Mm. peanut allergy. The finished butter product is then shaped into blocks and wrapped in wax paper and shipped to supermarkets all over the world. Now for butter as a condiment. British people are famous for being dry. They have dry wit, dry skin, and only eat dry things like stale toast. Upon the United States Declaration of Independence and separation from Britain, word traveled across the Atlantic about how good life was in the new country. There were parties every night. George Washington had won too many cherry cordials and chopped down a tree by mistake. And when everyone woke up, hung over from the previous night's festivities, they wanted a hearty breakfast. Many people were still making dry toast, due to tradition, until one farmer took some of his butter and spread it over the toast. The butter added unctuous fat to the bread, and more importantly, melted over the hot surface, taking away the scratchy feeling of toast crumbs going down your throat. It was an instant hit, and a new American tradition. The British tried to adopt butter on toast as their own thing, but were reluctant to use as much butter as the Americans because they still wanted their toast to be a little dry. So they would have leftover butter in the butter dish, which would accumulate crumbs from the butter knife, and we therefore have the British to thank for the horrible trend tradition of getting toast crumbs in the butter dish. Now for butter as an ingredient. 
Though butter, solids, and cow milk are the result of cows forcing themselves on a diet. Through expert control of their seven digestive systems, cows can actually extract fat cells from their bodies, assemble them into chunks, and expel them out with their milk, all in an effort to lose weight. This means butter is pure fat, and as such can be a good replacement for other fats, like olive oil, in your recipes. However, this also means that butter does not mix well with water, which you can test by dropping a stick of butter into a puddle. It will magically float on top, never touch the puddle, and you can pick it up again and use it later. From now on, when a recipe calls for butter, you'll notice that it also does not call for water. This is a good rule of thumb anyway, because watered-down cookies would be disgusting. Finally, butter as an obsession. There are some people who treat butter with extreme reverence, declining to neither use it as a condiment nor as an ingredient. Some people take advantage of butter's soft malleability to sculpt it into different forms. Butter sculpture contests are held regularly in the Great Plains states where there is nothing better to do. Celebrity chef Paula Dean certainly began her relationship with butter by using it as an ingredient, but over time, the ratio of butter to other ingredients slowly shifted until all her dishes were only butter. At this point, she canceled her cooking show, divorced her husband, and entered into a civil union with an XXL size stick of grass-fed butter. They now live on a farm outside of Savannah, Georgia, and have three butter babies together. And no discussion about butter is complete without mentioning margarine. Margarine is fake butter made from fake milk. Soy milk, actually. And this means that the solids from margarine are derived from soy beans. The next time you go out for sushi, order the edamame appetizer. Instead of snacking on the soybeans, put them in a water glass and whip them around with a spoon. Amaze your friends at the table with homemade margarine and then spread it on a Philadelphia roll or something. And that's all I know about butter. This episode is brought to you by Fur Motors. That's F-U-H-R Motors. When you're looking for a dependable car with the personality of a cat, consider the Adopta by Fur Motors. The Adopta has room for five, but prefers to seat only one. And regardless of how far you drive, it only needs refueling twice a day. However, the scheduling of these refuelings is completely arbitrary. And here's a special offer for listeners. Mention the butt show at your local dealership and they will neutralize all odors in your car for a week. Many thanks to Fur Motors for sponsoring The Butt Show. Alright, that wraps up this episode. To submit a topic for a future episode, or listen to previous episodes, go to thebuttshow.com. Take care, everyone. <laughs>